You're listening to the IPHC Leadership Cast. Hello and welcome to this edition of the IPHC Leadership Cast. I'm Garrett Magby, the website manager for the communications department here at the IPHC. And today I have a very special guest. I'm here with Dr. Reggie Swinika, the brand new president of Southwestern Christian University. He's actually got an inauguration coming up this month. Uh, and um, anyway, we're here to talk to him a little bit about um, Christian higher education and find out more about him. Dr. Winnicka, how are you doing? Good morning, Garrett, and thanks so much for doing this, and I'm looking forward to the opportunity to discuss with you. Absolutely, absolutely. I've been looking forward to this for a while. So um, I just wanted to, first of all, start off with uh, a little bit more about you. Just kind of tell me your background, um, you know, growing up, how you kind of got interested in um, higher education. Well, thank you. Uh, as you know, Garrett, I was born uh, in Zimbabwe, which was Rhodesia at the time, and uh, pretty much uh, grew up in a in a broken home, uh, and uh, uh, grew up as a Catholic uh, boy. Catholic, I did yeah. everything I did. I went to Catholic schools uh, uh, pretty much all my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, winded up at the University of Zimbabwe, and uh, my second year at the University of Zimbabwe, that's when I received Jesus as my personal Savior. Sweet. But growing up, I always had a desire to serve others. I did contemplate becoming a Catholic priest, uh, but uh, thank God, I, you know, <laughs> things did not go that route, and I had right. uh, pretty much made up my mind I was going to be a Jesuit priest. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> the main attraction at the time was that, you know, you serve others. And, yes. and then that you commit your life to to a life of service, right, right. And uh, so from the get go, I had that somehow ingrained in my psyche and in my heart that that's what I wanted to do. But up until I received Jesus as my personal savior, did uh, some of those ideas and some and some of those ingrained tendencies uh, begin to, you know, get some meaning to. And um, I I accepted Jesus as my savior. Uh, I served in a local church. Uh, I uh, got my first higher education uh, job in 1993. 93. And I worked at the University of Zimbabwe uh, for the Clinical Veterinary Science Department where I taught fourth and fifth year students their labs and uh, did, took them out for rural attachment. During that time, that's when I realized I had a call upon my life and I winded up uh, working for a private medical company, and then I winded up uh, taking a full-time job as an uh, associate pastor, and I did that for five years. And while I was an associate pastor, I put myself through Bible college, got my got my additional degrees, and uh, started teaching at the local Bible college in Harare. And that's when I, you know, the desire to serve, and that's when the marriage between my desire to serve and the value that education plays in in the Great Commission sort of took place. And I knew I wanted to be an educator for the rest of my life, uh, but I also knew I wanted to be an educator in either a Christian institution or an educator from a Christian perspective. Christian perspective. And it was at that moment that it kind of it all came together for you or was it a gradual process or do you think it kind of hit all at once I think I think it was a gradual process and uh, back in 99 that's when it sort of hit me and it all came together for me that I realized okay this is how God had called me to serve Um, my my you know I (laughs) we talk about this and, and and some people don't you know some people have never had this experience 
but I actually had this experience and I remember it like it was yesterday, Garrett. It was in December of 1995. I was at the uh, Harare International Conference Center and I had just been attending a, a, a conference on purpose mm-hmm. uh, led, okay. by the, led, led by a man named Dr. John Stanko. And after the meeting was dismissed, I went into a room to pray and I was all by myself and I heard God speak to me. And this is what the Lord told me. He said, son, bring them in, raise and train them to bring others in. He said, son, bring them in, raise and train them to bring others in. I wrote that in my Bible. I had a rubber stamp made. Mm-hmm. All my books, all my Bibles had that stamp in my book and Bible just to remind myself. But for that first four years, I didn't fully understand what God was talking to me about. But I just knew those words and I held them dear. Yeah. So in 1999, when the desire to pursue further education uh, and, and this overwhelming desire to, to be an educator and to serve people as an educator, it all of a sudden all came together for me. That's what the Lord had been talking to me about all those years. So he'd been, he'd been setting you up and giving you... Hence, but you just didn't know how they all connected until I, that moment. Trust and me, I did not. <laughs> uh, but then it all finally just, just came together. And being at Southwestern Christian University, when I first arrived, yes. it's like that, that voice came back to me and said, this is what this is what it's about. This is this, where it is. This is where it is, and this is what I called you for. That's amazing. And so I consider this a privilege, that I get to do, one, what I enjoy doing, two, what I love doing, three, what I actually want to do, right. and four, <laughs> what God has called me to do. Uh, not many people uh, get the privilege to do that. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I really consider this a privilege, Garrett. That's amazing. Well, and I tell you, I'll tell you this, uh, you know, the, the excitement level, even yeah. since, uh, you know, since everything has happened, the excitement level that you've always brought to to uh, all your positions, uh, since I've known you and since others have known you, has just been um, astounding. So, uh, you know, I I, uh, I know that myself as well as many others appreciate the the privilege that you take upon yourself. This privilege that you're graciously accepting. Well, thank, so. thank, thank 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 you so much, Garrett. I I I I'm sold out, and sold I'm out, sold yeah. out to what I do, uh, and 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 this is all I do. This is all I want to do. I have other gifts. I could have been a businessman. I worked as an ex- a sales executive for a medical company in my earlier life. Okay. Yeah. And I was very successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, there's many things I could have done, but God did not call me to those things. And so you can understand, you know, Absolutely. when all these things line up, the excitement that I have and the enthusiasm that I have that I'm bringing to what I'm doing. And I consider what I'm doing right now is a sacred calling. And I look forward to coming to work every day. Every day. And, and this, this, this is not a drag at all with the many challenges that this job will bring. Mm-hmm. But I look forward to it. Absolutely. Right. Well, as as they say, as they say, uh, if you find something that you love doing, then you never go to work a day in your life. So. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Now, now let me let me ask you this. Um, uh, we've kind of heard uh, your heart and how you've have wound up in higher education, Christian higher education, how you wound up here, and this is this is uh, where God is calling you to. Now, tell me this: What are the benefits um, from your perspective of Christian higher education? I know a lot of people listening to this will probably be either considering colleges or looking at um, even you know advanced degrees, that sure. sort of thing. So, Christian higher education. Yes. Um, yes. What What are the benefits? What are some of your your pros and, oh. and cons and, oh. and all that sort of things? So. Yes. Yes. Um, 
let's start by just higher higher education period. Okay. You know, every every family, uh, every person out there, and and even the government, we they we ask ourselves this one question: What is higher about higher education? <laughs> right? Right, yeah, right. We take that for granted. So much. Right. Let me tell you what is higher about higher education. Higher education is beyond just an individual increasing their competence and preparation for a profession. But it's also an individual increasing their intellectual capacity and their ability to reason, you know, their ability to think critical thinking skills, uh, communication skills, and and an an opportunity to broaden one's horizons uh, while they're in college and to prepare them to be an effective citizen of the nation. That's higher education. Higher education. Christian education, we take it a step further. We want to prepare you to go beyond just being an effective citizen of this nation, but a citizen of the kingdom of God and a fully functional and productive servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, regardless of what profession the Lord is calling you into. Now, what's the biggest difference between these two? You can get a college degree at a state school. You can get a college degree at a Christian university. The main ingredient in Christian higher education is transformation. Yes. Not all college degrees are created equal. <laughs> Even college degrees that have are coming from universities that are more prestigious. Right, right. May not may not produce, may not have that aspect where the whole aim was to transform the individual. It's not more about the piece of paper that you hang on the on the wall or the competences that you've picked up. But the person you become as a result of the higher education journey. You and I, you you know this story, we grew up being told this in in, in Sunday school. Look at it this way. The difference between the children of Israel and Christians today. The children of Israel saw God's hand. They saw more miracles than you and I would ever see if God were to allow us to be reincarnated a thousand times. (laughs) They saw miracles. They saw tremendous deliverance. They saw tremendous provision. They saw a fire by night. They saw a cloud by day. They saw oceans being parted. They saw healings. They saw water coming out of a rock. Things that you and I today dream of. But yet God was not pleased with them. You know why? Because their minds were never transformed. Though God had taken them out of Egypt, but Egypt was still on the inside of them. Their thinking was still, they thought like they still had the thinking of somebody who had been enslaved for 400 years. A Christian higher education, on the other hand, is, yes, you experience all these things, but during the process, you are transformed by the renewing of your mind. The children of Israel's minds were not transformed. And that's why they ended up in trouble. We as Christians today, we are transformed. And Christian higher education emphasizes that transformation. And with the coming of each day, as we allow every student to behold him and to become more and more like him every day, with the coming of each day, the student is brought closer to their God-given destiny. That's the main ingredient of Christian higher education. And also the ability to to raise a generation that is able to take part in national and global conversations on all issues pertaining to life and godliness. That's what the Bible tells us, pertaining to life and godliness. 
Why? We educate people from a Christian perspective. We emphasize the integration of faith and learning. In other words, at the root of every discipline that is taught, whether it's at Harvard, OU, Oklahoma State University, or Roberts University, or, or, or Southwestern Christian University, at the root of every body of knowledge, what is considered to be knowledge, there are theories, there are presuppositions, there, you know, there's research that have gone in to validate and say this is knowledge. Right, right. Christian higher education takes that and says, let's go to the root of how you even derived what is considered to be knowledge. And let's shine the light of the revelation of Jesus Christ and biblical truth to further validate whether this process of knowledge discovery was even valid to start off with in the first place. So in Christian higher education, we, we, we acknowledge the supernatural, Garrett. Yes. In, most, in, in secular education, they do not. So you think about it. Our spectrum of what counts as knowledge is broader than what counts as knowledge for a non-Christian higher education person. So you go to Harvard, and you talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You go to OU, you talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You talk about the spiritual dimension. You talk about its validity, and they'll tell you, no, it's not valid. None of that is counted. What we call the metaphysical. They say it doesn't count. You come right. to a Christian university, we know God exists. We right. know he created the heavens and the earth. So we count that knowledge which can be derived from that which is metaphysical as valid. Yes. So our definition of what counts as knowledge is broader than the definition of what counts as knowledge at Harvard. Tell me who's the smarter of the two. <laughs> well, I would say the higher, higher education would be the smarter. Amen, <laughs> brother. Amen. <laughs> well, uh, and, you know, that, that also uh, you know, brings up a good point that the mm. viewpoint, mm. Um, uh, especially from the, the secular world, is that, that, yeah, well, the spiritual is, is you know, it's, you know, just a, a, a legend or it's just, a, you know, a tradition or it's whatever. But the, the bottom line is, that the openness of the mind to yeah. that that portion of life or that part of life, which is the the main part of life, you yeah. know, the is not there. So you're as you're saying, you don't you yeah. don't hear the full story. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's so it's limited. It's like yeah. you know, we, you know, Southwestern. We own a few vehicles, right. you know, that that are university vehicles that we use. Now, most of our vehicles will not go above sixty five miles an hour. Really? <laughs> they just want. Yeah, yeah. So when you when you step on it, when you get to sixty five miles an hour, there's what they call a governor that yes. has been installed. And it just stops right there and, and the light will start blinking. Ding 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 ding. So you cannot go above sixty five. Because you've put a governor yes. in there. Why we do that for liability? We do that for the safety and security of our students and everybody who drives a university vehicle. So when you go to a secular university, the education already has a governor in it. It's limited. Now yeah. I can do amazing things between zero and sixty-five. I could be, I could be the, be, I can be the best maneuver of a vehicle between zero and sixty-five. But I'm never going to go above sixty-five. So ultimately, you know, you'll be beat to the, the finish line. You are going to be beat to the finish line. <laughs> Whereas in Christian higher education, we've taken off the governor. You yeah. know, we've accommodated the supernatural, right. which you know, when when universities were started back in the sixteen hundreds, yeah, that was there. Yeah, but with the coming of the Enlightenment era and and the emphasis of reason over faith, which God never intended to be separated, right? And the elevation of reason above faith, 
because, well, maybe there was incompetence malpractice during those days and people came to the conclusion that, you know, reason was about faith. But we've since come to know today that that's not the case. So they threw away the supernatural. And so most of these universities have latched on to that idea that throws away the supernatural. But isn't it amazing, though, when you go to their counseling courses, you know, when they're training counselors, you know, they're going to train, you know, there's an aspect of psychology which goes beyond that which is empir- can be empirically verified. Yeah. They'll accommodate that, you know. So in one way, they wish they could reach out to something beyond so that they can train their practitioners to be holistic healers. But at the same time, they don't allow it into their schools. We do. Yes, yes. And that is the difference. You'll have, you'll have somebody who can holistically yeah. heal someone. Uh, if they have the full, uh, you know, medical kit with That's them. right, that's right. So, yeah, no, and, I totally see And that. so you graduated from a Christian higher education yes. institution. And, and what I, I define our, graduation, our graduates as astute diagnostician of human ills. That you are out there, you fulfill the Great Commission, but God has given you the ability through, the, through His Spirit to accurately diagnose that which is... A human ill. Yes. If Jesus Christ is the answer, what is the question? So f- you spend four years at Southwestern Christian University. We teach you what the question is. So when you go out there, you can fully tell people, here's why Jesus Christ is the answer, because I am competent at framing what the question is. Here's how humanity is sick. You know, here's here's how humanity is sick, and here's how humanity knows it's sick. Here's how humanity is sick, and here's how humanity does not know this area of sickness. Right. But you, as an astute diagnostician, you are a holistic minister, regardless of what discipline you get into, whether it's business, whether it's the media, whether it's the medical field, whether it's the social sciences, and whether it's education. Amen. 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 Okay, quickly we have just a minute or two left, so I did want to ask uh, advice that you had for people looking at either one going into college um, or also continuing their education beyond uh, the bachelor's going into master's or even a doctorate. Oh, certainly, certainly. It comes in two. First of all, if you're a high school senior, you're considering going into college, I just want to encourage you uh, just work hard and, and know this. There is a time to learn. There is a time to earn. Amen. <laughs> there is a time to learn. There is a time to earn. If you commit the sin of transposition and mix those things and you mix up your priorities, your ability to, to earn later on might be compromised by a current bad decision. So you work hard and realize you're committing to four years of learning and you're going to get all the learning you need. And for those who are considering advancing their education, think of it, you do it for a number of reasons. One, to increase your competence. Two, to become a better and more competent minister in whatever area God has called you into. Then there are those who will increase, uh, who will advance their education. And to you, it becomes the same way that the Roman citizenship was to Paul. Paul was a Roman citizen. But for most of his time, he never needed to mention that he was a Roman citizen. But he grew, he was trained as a Pharisee. He was educated theologically. But then there came that moment where he was before the secular authorities and he had been arrested and he was on a ship. And he quickly said, listen, I am a Roman citizen. And they, the centurion took his hands away and said, oh, wait a minute. Why didn't you tell me you were a Roman citizen? 
So sometimes as Christians, when we pursue and we get advanced degrees, there will come that moment when you are before secular authorities, when you are negotiating in the boardroom, when you're negotiating with the city council, when you're negotiating for a contract or bidding on a contract, and they start looking upon you, looking down upon you because you're a Christian, and that's when you whip out your Roman citizenship and say, wait a minute, for your, in, for your information, I happen to have a master's degree, or I happen to have a doctorate. And then they, you know, stand back and say, well, listen, we are dealing with somebody who, pardon the expression, is legit. <laughs> so there's many ways, yes. you know, you pursue this knowing that there's coming a time when God will use your higher education degree. It's never wasted. Billy Graham was asked, he said, in all your years of ministry, if you had to change one thing, what would you do? He said, I'd have gotten more education. More education. Amen. There it is. You've heard it from the man himself. More education. And, and look at, um, and I do want to encourage everyone, uh, myself, I'm a, a graduate of Southwestern Christian University. So check out www.swcu.edu and um, check out the website. And if you're looking at going into your bachelor's degree, uh, your master's degree, um, and any kind of training that you are considering, check out the website. Check out the, the classes and the courses they offer. They have some amazing professors, staff and faculty, and students here at the university. Dr. Wanika, we are out of time, but I want to say thank you so much for sitting with me today. Um, is there anything that you'd like to leave the listeners with before we... Well, thank you. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's a wonderful time we live in, and I'm especially excited at developing this whole concept of spirit intellectualism. Uh, my, I see part of my job as to reveal the um, what I call the global appeal of Pentecostalism in higher education. Uh, I'm excited at the, at the opportunity to do this. Uh, visit us if you're in town. Come by, drop by, see the palpable enthusiasm of our student body in chapels. We're really excited to be serving at a day like this. And thank you so much, Karen. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the IPHC Leadership Cast. For more information on the Leadership Cast and other church-related resources, please visit www.iphc.org.